Welcome to the Good Grow Great Podcast, everyone. For those of you guys who are new here, welcome, welcome. All of you guys who are returning, welcome back. I'm your host, Talia Toha. I am so excited about today's episode because today we're actually going to be doing something a tad different. We're going to be looking at fitness. And I think this is something that's really important, particularly these days after a lot of us have been on lockdown for weeks. Some of us continue to be on lockdown for a while. And we want to be talking about how to really have a great business, a great life, a great career, a great job, and also a great life at home, right? And still have a great fitness regime, something that keeps us healthy, keeps us sane. And also, if you're thinking about joining this space, thinking about starting a fitness career at this time, you might be surprised that it might be a good opportunity when no one else is looking, right? So we're going to be talking about all of these things and answering all of your questions. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and follow the show. We come out with a new episode every Wednesday once a week, and we talk about all things business, entrepreneurship strategies and how to go from good and you grow all the way to great growth solvers let's keep growing Today, I have Carly Jennings. Carly is the COO of Advanced Body Dynamics and is a fitness transformation expert. After being an athlete all her life, she decided to pursue her bachelor's of science degree from California State. During that time, she discovered her love for helping others achieve their goals. She now focuses on helping both women and men to get stronger, leaner, and reach all of their health and fitness goals. Carly, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you on because we have so many business uh, owners, but only a few are hardcore, you know, fitness coach, right? So right. I'm <laughs> really, really excited to have you on. So tell us a little bit about how you decided to kind of go down the industry and the niche where you're in to help other people mm-hmm. get fit and reach their goals. What was some of the personal, I guess, transformation and journey that you took, or was it kind of like a flip of the switch and (laughs) and you just kind of go, you know what? I know that this is what I want to do. Oh, honestly, like it's so many people always ask me this question because I never actually wanted to be a trainer. I never even wanted to be in the fitness space growing up. It was never even on my radar. And as I was going through college, it was kind of the only thing that I felt like I truly understood and like made sense to like my brain of what I could learn. And I ended up meeting my now boyfriend of almost five years. (laughs) I met him in college and he was actually the person who said, Hey, I need a female trainer. I want you to come be a trainer for me. And I'll teach you stuff. And I was kind of like, you know, not really my thing. I don't really want to be a trainer. I kind of wanted to go more of the doctoral route, kind of with the degree I was getting. Mm. And (laughs) he ended up sucking me into entrepreneurship and just spending, I mean, it happened like flip of the switch kind of a thing where learning from him of why he was so passionate about fitness and so passionate about helping people reach their goals, helping them learn about their bodies, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I fell in love with watching him fall in love with it. And that was what really sucked me in was I was like, oh my gosh, like these people are so thankful for this transformation. And I was just hooked, like learning from him that just like sucked me in. 
That's amazing. I, I'm kind of impressed, actually, that because usually when I hear about coaches and fitness experts in particular, mm -hmm. usually it seems like they, you know, the female coaches tend to kind of cater to the female clientele mm -hmm. and the men tend to kind of stick together, right? Right. <laughs> so does it become, do you kind of progress into more, more, la you know, more lads, more ladies, or is it just kind of a mix of both? Do you feel like it matters at all? Or what do you it think? It doesn't really matter to me me I know everyone always kind of has their like oh I only like to work with this type of person but I started off that way where I was really more so drawn to women but honestly coming down to it my personality actually matches more well with more of like the masculine type person that's kind of just how I am as an individual so for me I was never really that picky I was kind of like you know if you want let's if we vibe like let's do this like I can I can do either <laughs> like I'll help you reach your goals like let's do this and so there was never really a moment of like oh I can only work with women like I was always just very open as long as that person had that drive and they had that you know, that innate sense in their heart that they wanted to reach their goals and it was important to them. That is what always drew me to that correct person, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. No. And I love that, uh, that you kind of know basically your zone of genius, it sounds like, mm -hmm. and you just kind of go, you know what, I'm just, I have this energy and if it's men, female, it doesn't matter. If we um, vibe, we vibe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Which is great. So, so then, so what were some of the was there a thought, was there a transition process when, when you started doing that? Were you working somewhere else? Were you just kind of all the way in already? You know what? I'm just going to get started on this. What were some of the things that you were doing uh, during that kind of pivotal, I guess, moment of, of your life? So I was definitely in a very big period of transition when I guess you could say that my now boyfriend, Jeff, kind of discovered me. <laughs> you could yeah. call it that. I was in such a crazy time in my life of wrapping up this degree that I wasn't really passionate. Like my degree is in exercise physiology, which is like the movement of the body, the science behind the movements, you know, the science behind being an active person essentially. And I just was just so burnt out on school. And I was so over it and I just hated it. And when Jeff gave me this opportunity of, Hey, I want you to be a trainer. I initially had this moment of like, no, this is a pointless job. You know, I, I don't have any passion behind that. And he's like, look, you know, just come and sit down with me. I will explain all of this to you. It's not a normal, like nine to five employee trainer. Like, let me just show you this potential. And I was like, you know what, whatever, you know, I can go sit down with this dude for 30 minutes. Like I have no idea who this guy is. It's some random stranger <laughs> who I met in my class in school. And he ended up dropping out of college that same semester because he was in the same boat that I was of like, school is terrible. We don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. And so he actually ended up dropping out. And when I sat down with him for like 30 minutes and he was kind of explaining to me of like, look, no, I'm not just going to pay you minimum wage. I'm going to teach you how to build a business. And I was like, you know, the, the doors opened kind of a thing of like, oh my God, there's so much potential here. And, you know, I just vibe with this guy and obviously now we're dating. So we were really vibing, but like, right, yeah. it was one of those things where again, he just sucked me in. And I was in such this like transition period in my life that I was like, this is it. Like, this is finally the path that speaks to me. And I'm not right. just 
mundane, like loop to loop of school. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So when you kind of made that decision in your head and you started to kind of connect and start to work with Jeff and started to go down that path of starting on your own and running your own business, how did, cause I imagine with your degree and you kind of studying, it seems like the path was a little bit more academic and certainly a little mm-hmm. bit more, uh, you know, it's, it's a little less, uh, I guess, hands-on and physical, right? The path mm-hmm. that you're going towards at school. So was, was the family supportive? Were, were your friends kind of like, what on earth? You know, what, was there any of that kind of conversation or was everybody and the environment where you were in, was everybody kind of going all in with you or did you maybe not even share some of that experience some of that I honestly my mom was pissed (laughs) (laughs) so I grew up on a farm in the middle of nowhere and very old school like you are going to get a degree you're going to get a great nine-to-five job and you're going to be successful that way like the very traditional sense of how you're supposed to you know be become successful and so at the time when I was in school you know, I worked at a grocery, I worked in the, basically the till room where I counted money for a grocery store in the town that where our gym is. And I actually ended up quitting that job, which was paying for my school. I ended up quitting that job without even telling my, my parents. Uh-huh. I, they actually found out because someone that works with my mom came in and asked to say hello to me. And they were like, Oh, sorry, she quit. And that was how my mom found out because I was so afraid of disappointing her. Mm. And upsetting her that I kind of took this leap of faith with this random dude that I had just met like a month ago. And I knew that she would just be irate. She would be furious. And if I wanted to have a little bit of time to like get traction and show her that I was finally passionate about something, like, look, I can do it. Like I'm doing it and be able to kind of um, like almost a sense of like, I have to prove to her that this is the best path. And now almost five years later, she's finally starting to understand that there are other ventures that you can go out on in the world that don't involve four years of a degree that don't involve getting the basic desk nine to five job. And she's finally understanding of that like five years later. <laughs> I know. Well, sometimes it takes time, right? Well, yes. <laughs> family and friends, especially if they're hard set on seeing you with certain things and doing mm-hmm. certain things. Sometimes just even that shift is shocking. I think especially- It was a hard for, swallow for her. It was, oh, it was hard. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, and and certain generations are not as familiar with kind of this world, right? And I think mm-hmm. it's not to say that n- nobody from that generation is open, but it's just kind of, it's just not as as common, right? So there, Yes. It just and my dad's away. along the lines of like, don't come back if it doesn't work out. Like, you're fine. You figured it out. Like, you have this like he's he's very like bystander where he's like you'll figure it out you're yeah, fine you'll I'm be like, fine. all right <laughs> yeah well that's what dads are for they're right yeah. well mom too so anyways um no that's great i love that the hilarious story so then okay so then now that you're kind of further in right and you're a little bit more kind of uh stable as far as your uh, where you are in your business. So talk a little bit about, I think what a lot of people would be curious to hear, and maybe they are in the fitness world, but not, maybe some of them are not. How do you integrate, you know, aside from you kind of teaching everybody how to reach their fitness goals and everything, how do you yourself as a fitness expert view what you do and maybe some of the things that you teach? How do you kind of align that with entrepreneurship and business do they have what are some of kind of the the overlaps where you feel like your business does depend on your health and your fitness and uh, what are some of the things that surprise you along the way 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, honestly, one of the biggest things for me that really solidified my connection between entrepreneurship and then obviously what I bring into the world with my programs and my clients and what I want to create the ideal lifestyle for them of them being able to reach their goals. I mean, honestly, hiring a coach was a big eye opener for me of just having an exterior person being like, this is what you should do. This is what you should say to these people. But the biggest connection for me honestly comes down to just communication of I expect communication, just people that are around me and just the entrepreneurial world and people that I surround myself with just as much as I expect that from my clients as well. Because when you have that communication and that discipline to be successful, that is really the ideal person, I guess, not really male or female, who we were saying earlier, but I want to work with somebody that understands how important this is. Just as I understand how much is important for my business to be successful and to have that personal, emotional, spiritual growth in my business, I expect that same standard from my clients as well because I want them to be, I don't want someone to come in and just see me for two weeks and say, yeah, you know, it's not right. for me. I don't want to reach my goals. I want someone to come in who is, you know, balls to the wall driven, who understands how innately important this is for this journey of them to be able to grow themselves, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally as well on this journey for them. So why do you think it is, and I'm kind of curious to hear what you think because you're a fitness expert. So mm -hmm. why do you think it is that I think a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs, they still struggle uh, in, I, they know theoretically that having a fitness goal and just kind of keeping up with that and the dis discipline of it every single day or at least a few times a week is mm -hmm. important, but how come it is still so difficult for entrepreneurs and business owners to kind of keep, keep up with fitness regime that they know is good for them? I think everyone kind of has their own, like, honest to God, I think everyone kind of has their own different disconnect. So I think for the majority of people that I have spoken to, the people that I have worked with, either it's just not having a direct and clear path to get getting to that end result, or it's just the dauntingness of what if I'm not successful? And I, that can also be said people who want to start a business. It, it's all very relatable of uh, people who are in entrepreneurship who really struggle reaching their fitness goals. It's one, it's too daunting. Uh, this is a lot to take on. I'm already really busy. You know, I don't really have good time management skills or I just don't have a good, clear, direct path of getting me from point A to point B with like as little restraint as humanly possible. And I think everyone kind of struggles in their own way of where each person kind of has their own different feelings and thoughts when it comes to, I mean, whatever their goals are and kind of where that disconnect lies between where they currently are to that ideal end result that they're trying to get to. Yeah, I think, no, I think that's actually a really great observation because we, it seems like we want, we only kind of, we only see kind of the very end result, right? Mm -hmm. And we don't really we don't see the time in between. Right, 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 right. So then, okay, so when you, to your point about things being too daunting, what can people do then? If, you know, if they just want to start small, right? And mm -hmm. they just, they think, and this is where we're well into 2020 now and it's no longer New Year's resolution. Let's, right. just assume <laughs> that, let's just assume that everyone's already kind of given up on their, you know, losing whatever it is, five, 10 pounds. And so what would, what should people do kind of on a daily basis 
to get over that that bump of okay, this is too daunting. What are some of some of the mm-hmm. micro on a micro level? What are some of the things that they can do or maybe think about um, to get themselves excited about? Okay, I I need to go to the gym or whatever it is. So what I've been having my my clients do recently is I set like weekly goals and it's always sounds so mundane when I first explain to people because they're like, oh, like I just want to get to the end result. People are just so like one track mind of like, I just want to be there already when they don't really see like, the, the, the time in the middle of if you just set up weekly goals of celebrating the wins, you know, if your goal this week was to hit the gym for 30 minutes, three times this week, if you do that, like, let's go. Like you've already started forming a better habit. And now once you can start doing the very, very small things consistently, then we can start tacking on more and more and more and more as your time goes by. It is perfectly okay to admit that you are at step one. And you kind of have to take things one step at a time and just build on those habits every single week. And I'm also a big, big advocator for journaling. I not like keeping a diary of like, Oh, this is how I felt today. Like, but being very, very strategic of what did you struggle with yesterday? What are the top three things that you want to accomplish this week? What are your top three goals that you want to accomplish this year? So way bigger long-term goals that you're still kind of keeping in the forefront of your brain. And then obviously keeping it just a a general to-do list. So just going over very basic but very honest questions with yourself every single day to where you can kind of discuss your feelings because, you know, I struggled with my eating yesterday. You know, I wasn't really on my game. Okay, cool. How can we take that struggle from yesterday? And then what do we need to do moving forward to improve that situation to where we don't keep revisiting the same issue over and over and over again every single week? Does that make sense? <laughs> All right. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I like that you brought up revisiting the same issue over and over again. And I wonder if that journaling does kind of play into that. If you start to kind of flip the page backwards a little bit and you realize mm-hmm. that, oh my goodness, I've been struggling with this a lot and I've been doing this a lot and I've been kind of, uh, you know, I guess lack, lackluster in this other area. Maybe that kind of that record keeping is, is mm-hmm. helpful to kind of. See. I'm a very, visual person. So if I can switch back to like, let's say December of last year, and I'm still writing down the same things almost three months later, you know, that is where I need to put my focus on because I'm still having the same issues or the same issues, my thought processing that I was having three, four, five, six months ago, that needs to become priority number one of something I need to fix is if I'm still revisiting the same issues, I need to know how to nip that in the bud like ASAP. Right. And you're talking about more kind of mindset issues though, right? Or are you also talking physically as far as... It can be either, honestly. Yeah. Because I mean, everyone, especially going through entrepreneurship, things kind of come in waves, honestly, where there's some months where you are just mentally or even weeks, I guess. But if you're just mentally like not feeling it, you're just not... Yeah, you're out of it. You're just done. And then there's months where like... Physically, you're just like, oh, like I'm exhausted all the time where it can honestly kind of come in waves and those things can be interchangeable. So you can honestly be honest with you and write down both if you're struggling with both. 
Yeah, absolutely. So then how could you use that journaling, I guess, as a way? Um, well, I guess it's a two part question because journaling helps you keep yourself accountable. But then how mm-hmm. could you be accountable to the journaling? Because I think a lot of people who are not used to the journaling or maybe even are more used to just set up like post-it notes or to-do mm-hmm. lists every single day. And how do you get into that habit? Do you feel like you need to give yourself 45 days, 60 days? Is there something, is is it just a matter of just one line is good enough? Is it like a one page that's good enough to make sure that you just get into the motion of journaling? Like what are some of your top tips as far as journaling is concerned? Yeah. So what really helped me was I'm a total squirrel brain. So I'm super, super ADD. So I do my journaling. I always have this ritual in the morning. I'm a huge avid coffee person. I love coffee. So I always do my journaling when I'm, I make my cup of coffee in the morning, I sit down in my cute little recliner chair and I do my journaling while I have my cup of coffee. Cause if I don't do it, then I will not do it the entire rest of the day. Cause I know myself and I know that I am just like, Oh, what's next? Like the new, what, what shiny object? Like I'm so ADD. And so if I don't do it, then I will not do it. And there are days where I write one line where like my to-do list is and that's all I write. And then there's some days where I like go in super hard and I take a ton of notes. I'm super honest with myself, but it's just the consistency of whether you're writing down one line or you're going all in and filling out the entire page. It's just the consistency of doing it. There are going to be days where you don't feel like you want to be super honest with yourself. And usually you write down like one word, but it's the fact that you sat down and you looked at it and you acknowledged that you were doing it. And it still builds that pattern, even though you weren't as thorough as you may have been the days before. Right. So almost actually, almost like working out in some ways. You just exactly. Kind of as long as you show up, it's it good. Gym, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just the act, the action of going to the gym is helpful. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. No, that's cool. So, okay. So then uh, speaking about a little bit more about fitness right now, right? And what are some of the things that you typically do or share with people who you work with? If somebody comes to you and say, hey, Carly, I really need to get on my fitness game. I wanted to, uh, you know, whatever it is, be more awake or be a little bit more aware and be, I don't know, have six pack abs. Where do you mm-hmm. start typically uh, before you get into kind of the, the more tactical and technical aspect of, of working out? So I like to really start with what they struggle with the most. I like people who are very, again, it's upfront honesty and communication, like full transparency. I want to know what you've done in the last year, two years even. And I want you to trek back to any kind of program you have possibly invested in or Googled on Pinterest or whatever you have done and why it did not work out for you and why you did not stick with it. Because again, I can develop a program all day, every, I can give you nutrition, I can get exactly what to eat. But if we don't dive deep into where you have struggled in the past, I could create you the most beautiful and thorough program, but if we don't look at your previous struggles and why these other things have not panned out for you and why you haven't stuck with them, my program will never work for you because you won't use it. We have to look at what you've done in the past and why these things have not panned out for you. And then we can move forward. (laughs) 
No, I love that because I think there, there are definitely moments I remember when I had my trainer basically just kind of blast through. And he, I think, I don't know what, I can't remember who it was, but I, I mean, I have, I had a mul- multiple coaches and I remember one mm-hmm. of them in particular, he just kind of went, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I was like, well, I mean, I tried that and it didn't work. Right. Yeah. So, so then speaking to your point, what were some of the things that you've seen as, you know what, this is kind of a trend and this keeps recurring, not just with this one person, but across multiple whatever clients or people that you work with? What are some of the top kind of, not hindrance, right, but some of the things that are kind of, wow, now you know that it just, these are the reasons why it hasn't worked out as far as fitness mm-hmm. regime is concerned? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I would probably say 98% of clients that I work with are not physically incapable of things. They are mentally not 100% there. Most people that I speak to are so distracted because there's so many fad diets that come out every few months that Mm. they kind of turn like me where it's like ADD of like, ooh, what's next? Ooh, what is this new program? Ooh, this new diet. And they get into this vicious cycle of what is the next short-term quick fix? What is the next shake? What is the next diet pill? And instead Mm -hmm. of actually looking deep within themselves and saying, you know, what is something that's going to work best for me that I can consistently do for 10 years from now? Because I guarantee you're not going to want to be on a diet pill for 10 straight years. That's not going to be a very enjoyable experience. And who knows what kind of side effects are going to come down the road from that. And so if we can really take a moment and just really, I really, really like to push this of like, I am not here to help you lose 10 pounds in three days. I am here to help you develop a brand new lifestyle that you can do forever until the day you die that you can use consistently and you will continue to get results from, but I'm not here to sell you a quick fix. I love that because I I do think that we, I think you kind of hit it right in the nail there because I think the difficulty with a lot of people who are trying to get fit and transform their, themselves and improve themselves physically and mentally is that there's just so many so much information out there right so Mm-hmm. What what would you say then, since a lot of people are coming to you and say, hey, Carly, I just heard from, you know, my mom or my aunt said this and that is something that they saw at Dr. Oz's program oh, or whatever, <laughs> and, you know, right? And then, so what would you say to them? I mean, you kind of touched upon it a little bit that you're here more for the lifestyle and you're, you're here trying to create something that's sustainable is something that you can easily and without kind of too much sweat sustain for a number of years. Like what mm-hmm. are some of the things that you would suggest to them as far as keeping track basically it within their, you know, kind of within their regime that you're recommending? Mm -hmm. So one thing that I always ask, if someone comes to me and they bring up any kind of newer fad that's come out, um, any kind of newer shake that has hit the market or a pill or whatever it is, the first question I ask them is, do you want to do that for 10 years? And most of them have to kind of like, they kind of get taken aback of like, oh, you don't want to know what it is. Like, you don't want to know the D. I'm like, no, I don't want to know what it is. I don't care about what it is. I don't want to know. Can you consistently do whatever this new thing is for 10 straight years? And would you feel comfortable staying with that for 10 years? Or would you rather just learn about you? Would you rather just learn about what 
routine is going to work best for you in the long term that you can do without having to really think about anymore because it'll become so routine to you. I would much rather you just be on a regimen where it almost becomes second nature versus you having to subconsciously take a shake for 10 straight years. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. So then if you, and you know, given that you've worked with a number of people at different kind of paths of life, right? And maybe different ages as well, different physical, I guess, degree of stamina. What were some of the things, you know, that you've seen has kind of basically made them stop or made them kind of fall off the wagon? What are some of the, are there patterns, right? In some of these, not so much failures, but reasons why people kind of stop doing the things that they know is good for them, that they know should be done for another 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. So I think I've, I've always chalked it up to one thing. Obviously when people fall off the wagon, they always have a number of excuses that come to mind of, Oh, I'm just too busy or my mm-hmm. kids or whatever. You know, there's always issues that will arise, but at the end of the day, for me, I always chalk it up to communication. The people who come into my program and do insanely well and have amazing transformations, you know, they don't have to go continually through the yo-yoing loop of gaining and losing weight anymore is they are constantly communicating with me. I mean, almost daily of this is what I ate today. This is how I'm feeling. You know, I did sleep good. I didn't sleep good. I'm super stressed today. I had a really relaxing day. I am always in the loop of what is going on in their life. So if they do have those days where, you know, shit hits the fan or, you know, their kids are having sports or they're traveling or whatever, and they communicate with me, I can help them alleviate any issues that they're having versus someone who does my program who, you know, I hear from them once a week. They don't respond to my check-in messages. They don't update me, you know, and they just kind of do, meh. you know, they're there. Hmm. And I'm like, what are we doing here? I can't help somebody if I have no idea what's happening in their life and they don't want to have that communication with me. Right. That's interesting. It's almost like a kind of like a two part accountability, right? Where Mm -hmm. if just by the, just by act, the act of, I guess, them telling you on kind of a granular level what they're doing, they're almost telling themselves, okay, this is what I need to do next. And Mm -hmm. even if you're not even saying anything almost. Yes. (laughs) They're Uh, like already, they're already game planning for themselves. Yeah. 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 It's almost, they had a hard day, you know, forward. Right. So it's almost like a verbal journal, actually, almost that relationship Mm -hmm. with you. Okay. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I love it. Okay. So we're actually coming to kind of a close here, believe it or not, at the, uh, in in our episode here. So Carly, why don't you share with everyone where people can find you, what kind of programs you run or what, you know, what are some of the next steps if people who are listening to this episode are interested in working with you? For sure. So I am primarily on Facebook. I'm honestly attached to my phone 24-7 if you guys need to reach out and reach me. You can find me on Facebook. You can spell my name. Hopefully she'll spell it on the podcast. So it'll be there. It's just Carly Jennings on Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, my program is called Badass Babes, but I actually have a secondary program called Badass Bros. So it's for the guys. You know what I mean? Like cutesy, you know. <laughs> Some guys yeah. like that though. But honestly, if 
even if it's just to kind of reach out and kind of get clarity on your journey. I'm again, I'm not here to sell anybody. If you vibe with me and you think that, you know, what I do is a great fit. Awesome. Let's chat. And if you hate my voice, you hate me and like, don't reach out to me. So it's totally cool. So if you just want to kind of chat about your goals, like I'm always down to just, you know, have that again, the communication thing of if you just need some clarity on your path on whatever, if it's fitness, if it's business related, whatever it is, if you just need some clarity in your direction, I am always down to chat if someone just needs a moment to kind of regroup their thoughts. Amazing. Carly, thank you so, so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Also, don't forget to hit follow on Spotify or hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts to get a ton more value on how to unleash your inner greatness and going from good to great.